0: Bismillahir Rahmanir rahim Assalamu Alaikum, Wa Rahmatullahi wa Barakatuhu, peace and blessings of Allah be upon you. All welcome to another edition of the Breakfast Show here on the Voice of Islam Radio. Today is Wednesday, the 8th of, uh, of February 2023, uh, with myself, Shajil Ahmad and also uh, a lovely and dear friend of mine, Abdul Halim. How are you doing this morning? I am uh, well, thank you very much. How have you been? Alhamdulillah by the grace by the grace of Allah the Almighty um you know it's when we when we talk about when we talk about whatever we're going to talk about uh, in today's uh, in today's show it's going to be quite an interesting show but before that we'll of course go through the news if you're familiar I'm sure you will be familiar with the breakfast show setup anyway <laughs> normally we go through the news what's happening uh, around the world um and also uh, we talk about we talk about the weather and after uh, straight after that we go into our main segments and uh, we have three main segments um in line for for you guys uh, this morning to, uh, firstly we're going to be talking about how atms that dispense green fuel instead of uh instead of money so that's quite uh quite interesting uh what are your you know what are your thoughts on that as well please uh, give us a call zero two zero eight six eight seven seven eight seven eight is the number for you to call then we've got another then we've got another segment um can, can we live in a society with a fairer economic system as well so as we know that we're going through an economic crisis um we're going through a you know unprecedented times you can say um as well um when it comes to economics when it comes to um you know what what the world is facing today sometimes you know e- economists are actually saying that we 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 actually this is a economic war that we are actually going through uh, as well um so that's something quite interesting as well that we're going to be speaking about as well but uh, towards the latter part of the show we're going to be we're going to be talking about intermittent fasting or breaking fast um so that's going to be quite interesting as well ending on a, a sort of a, a more lighter note than uh, than the economic system uh, as well, but uh, these are the three topics, three main segments that we're going to be talking about. As I mentioned, it is an interactive show. If you want to get in touch with us, the number to call in, as always, is 0208-687-7878. So we would love to hear from you guys as well. Your thoughts and uh, you know what you you know what what are your thoughts and uh, anything that you want to uh, voice your opinion on um in regards to these shows uh, these uh, these topics on our show this morning as well now um you know what's uh, what's happening what's happening around the world but before we do that talking about talking about the weather if you look outside you know the window it is quite frosty isn't it you can't really you can't really look outside but it is uh, you know the day I, I mean it is looking like it's going to be a, a clear day a clear a sunny day even though it's quite uh, you know quite, quite, quite chilly quite
1: Quite chilly, it's, yeah, it's
0: very it's very chilly, and uh, it, it's minus degrees, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Even in the morning, I don't know how. You, maybe you came by car, isn't it? Yeah, and the you car had, was completely it was, it was frozen. Completely
1: frozen, isn't it? So you had to wait and let the car um, cool down, not cool down, overheat, and yeah. then you can make your journey.
0: Yeah, literally. I mean, you know, that's uh, you know, you do, at the end of uh, at the end of 2022, uh, you know, in mid mid December, you know, the the temperature was so cold. Of course, yeah. It was so cold, and then. And then it, and then it sort of turned all okay, it turned all right, and then in Jan, in January again, it was a bit you know we got mm. quite quite a cold breeze. Um, now it's getting cold, yeah. even
1: colder than December. Now, now it's getting colder And I was as well. reading yesterday that um, they were saying this is going to be the coldest February in I uh, think around twenty to thirty years now. Right. So I think yeah we're expected to um, see a very cold month.
0: Yeah, I mean, the, I mean we talk about this as well that every single year. Every single yeah. year, whether it's the winter mm. or when it's the summer, it's always a new a new record that's broken, that's, isn't it? Yeah, it's always a new record that's broken. It's it's the coldest one since this and that, yeah. and it's the coldest temperatures recorded. And then when the summer comes, it's going to be the hottest mm. like, uh, as like, well.
1: Like me personally, this yeah. year the summer was just really really hot compared mm. to any other summers that I've experienced. Um, right, and I think it's going to keep uh, increasing in that way. In yeah, the future
0: as well. I mean yeah some people some people think that uh, you know uh, global warming or climate change whatever yeah, it, you want to call it plays It plays a part yeah it plays a part or so some people some people think that it, it, it it's just uh, <laughs> it, it's just nonsense it doesn't actually exist but yeah. you know it's, it's interesting to to hear their views uh, as well but uh, you know if you look at it if you look at the the temperature right now um, it's it is suge- well I mean it is suggesting that it's minus four. Uh, and then minus 3 as well uh, today and then uh, towards the afternoon is going to go up to 7 degrees or 8 degrees uh, in some areas as well. So... Um that's the thing, isn't it? It's, it's, it's a, it's as a in during
1: the day mixer. it gets quite pleasant, but it gets alright, isn't it? Yeah. During the during the day. But and then as the day finishes and mm. it gets and really it's, chilly. it's yeah.
0: really, really, really quite nippy as well. Yeah. Um but you if you look at the, the, the weather forecast for, you know, the next couple of days and on to the weekend as well, um it's uh, sorta of, it's going to be relatively warmer. Um just touching just touching the double digits as well, ten degrees, eleven yeah. degrees, twelve degrees um, in some, in some, on some days, in some parts, uh, as
1: well. And heavy um, rain, I think, is due to come as well. Later on, yeah. yeah later, later on, later on yeah. So
0: let's see, let's see what the what the weather brings for us as so well. For me personally, me personally, I I much much prefer the the, the hot weather. Yeah.
1: Spring, summer. Um but that's what, summer. but but when the summer comes along we say yeah. we prefer the winter sometimes. No, I I still
0: prefer <laughs> I still prefer the summer. I don't mind I don't mind the heat. I don't mind the you know um yeah. I, I don't I don't mind the heat because it is it's more pleasant, isn't it? Yeah, of course. If you look out if you go outside or if you need to go outside and then you see everything is frosted, everything is cold, is dull, is dark. Mm. Now, you know, now the days are starting to open yeah, up yeah. and the days are starting to get a little bit longer than 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 uh, you know then uh than December, but still you know you go outside and it's dark, you come back home and it's still dark, it's gloomy, it's cold it's it's windy, and everything um, I think
1: naturally when it's the summertime it's you, you have a better mood, yeah,
0: that's the thing, mm. yeah, and a lot of people a lot of people get you know when when the sun is out, you would naturally feel feel better, yeah, you naturally feel better you you'll feel more energized, you would want to go outside and do whatever mm. you need to do as well. Mm. And because the days are so long, you have more time yeah. to do other things, other activities as well. Right now, for instance, if, you, if it's, you know, five o'clock, six o'clock and you need to do something really important, you say, you know what, forget it, I'm just going to do it yeah. tomorrow because it's dark and you think yeah. it's, you think it's, you know, night. I mean, it is nighttime, but you think, oh, you know what, let me just do it tomorrow. Hmm. But in the summer, if it's five o'clock, six o'clock, you still have like three more hours of daylight so yeah, soon, you, you tend to do more things. As soon as, well. as,
1: as soon as it turns night, you just seem to get a bit lazy, and you think, okay, I think the time's finished now. I can just relax. Yeah,
0: yeah. exactly, exactly. Um, to a more, to a little bit more uh, serious uh, note as well. Of course, everyone knows that um, uh, Turkey and Syria, yeah. the earthquake that was, uh, you know, that was that was over there as well. That struck there as well. It's, the 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 Sky News actually reports that more than eight thousand seven hundred yeah. people have mm-hmm. actually have actually been killed as well. Um, you know, I was I was reading, I was I was watching a sort of uh, a video yesterday as well that, I mean, not the actual video of it happening, but a a mother was giving birth, right, and uh, the baby, you know, they 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 managed to make the baby survive. But then the mother couldn't survive. She she passed away. She died over there in the rubble as well. Yeah, and it's, it's just really sad, isn't it? It's, it's really so sad, sad. It's
1: seeing these pictures that are on social media now. Yeah. I was just um, I just saw a picture yesterday yeah. of a father holding yeah, yeah, the hand yeah, yeah. of his daughter, his in, daughter in, the in the rubble who had passed away. So I think we should just pray. These are yeah. sad times, and may God give them patience.
0: The the, the magnitude uh, <coughs> was uh, seven point eight yeah. on the Rictus, on the Richter scale. And that's you know that's 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 huge. Th- yeah. That's
1: huge. That's huge. The thing um, I was reading yesterday also that um, mm. um, Turkey is has 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 experienced earthquakes repeatedly mm. in the past years. Right. So um, in 1939, um, it experienced a really high earthquake like mm. the, like the one that just happened, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the deaths the death toll at that time was 32,000. 32,000. Yeah. And then a few mm-hmm. years later. So a few years later, um, in 1999, another earthquake um, took place and the death toll for that mm. was 17,000. So Turkey mm. is a really... Um, uh, the, s- the south of Turkey, yeah, isn't yeah. it? Because
0: that's on the tectonic plates as well. Yeah, and yeah. obviously that borders, you know, Cyprus yeah. and Syria. Syria yeah. and so that they're affected Lebanon. by that as well, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Um,
1: my A family member of mine actually um, flew to Turkey a day oh, right. before oh, right. the earthquake um, happened. Mm. Um and they were saying that they woke up in the middle of the night, feeling really dizzy, yeah, and um, feeling that the bed was moving, yeah. And they thought it was just jet lag, so they were experiencing dizziness yeah, and they yeah, were tired. Yeah. But yeah. when they woke up in the morning, then they, they yeah, they were told that the whole building was actually moving, moving so it wasn't yeah. them; it was actually the whole building moving. Wow. And wow,
0: I mean, one yeah. can only imagine, isn't it, uh, how much distress yeah. uh, they're actually going through as well. But obviously, you know, like you mentioned as well, our our thoughts. And prayers uh, do go out to you know all the victims of this uh, earthquake, or well, whether they be in Turkey, whether they be in Syria, wherever yeah, they are, yeah. as uh, you know, as uh, as human beings, you know, it's, uh, it's it's very dreadful to actually look at these pictures and these images, and you know, see different things on social media uh, yeah. as well. But one good thing, um, which you know, or one positive thing, is that a lot of countries, a lot of nations. Um, are actually coming together and actually trying to provide yeah. aid as well mm-hmm. which is you know quite quite encouraging quite supporting as well and that's you know that's one of the teachings of islam as well that right. we that we look out for our our fellow human beings doesn't matter what background they're from doesn't matter where they're from um it's it's important it's important that we you know that we that we actually look out for our brothers and our sisters if they are affected in any way whatsoever especially yeah. when it comes to um you know, crisis like like this one yeah that, uh, it's that, a natural disaster, yeah, isn't it
1: That's the beautiful teaching of Islam as exactly. you help your fellow brother, not just the same person that's uh, Muslim, hmm. but other faiths also and mm-hmm. the Ahmadiyya Muslim community also has a charity hmm. called uh, Humanity, Humanity First first yeah um, and they' are at the forefront uh, every time an, an incident like this around the world happens, hmm. they are there helping and supporting, so um they are also going to Turkey and Syria um this time. And if you want to uh, donate and mm. support, you can at hfuk.org/slash/disaster relief, mm. and I'm sure um, you can take part and gain the blessings from <coughs> helping these um, in, uh, victims. Of course, yeah. of course.
0: Um, what? Let's look at what the you know what the what the papers actually looking like, or the front uh, pages of the of the papers are looking like uh, this morning. The Daily Express says that uh, the head teacher of Epsom College in Surrey uh, made a call to her sister shortly after she was shot dead as well. Uh, I'm sure you must have heard about that. Yeah. As well. It's, it's very tragic as well, isn't yeah. it? The the headmaster, the head teacher over there. Yeah. I'm I'm um, from that yeah. area um, as yeah, yeah, well, yeah. so I was quite shocked
1: that yeah, this same. Actually took it was, place. Yeah. It's actually not far from where yeah. we are as
0: well, isn't it? Um, and uh, it, it's dreadful. It's yeah, dreadful. And,
1: and I uh, um, on the way here I was listening to um, yeah. News and they were mm. saying that they're not opening the college until further notice. Mm. So the college is shut down until. I the mean, that if, the teacher, yeah. if the head teacher, the head teacher is yeah, actually
0: you know murdered, right, or you know whatever the, the speculation yeah, is, yeah. Um, that's that's dreadful. That's dreadful yeah. as well um, for, the students, yeah, for the students, for family members, yeah, exactly
1: attached to that.
0: Of course, of course. Yeah. Um, The Times describes the desperate efforts to try to find survivors following the earthquake that devastated areas of Turkey uh, and Syria uh, as well. Um, And a lot of newspapers are actually reporting this one as well. The Daily Mirror concentrates on BP profits that were announced on Tuesday saying £23 billion figure had caused outrage while the cost of living soars. As well imagine imagine that imagine because you know we're going through this crisis that we're going through right yeah. uh, economic crisis or you know uh, whatever you want to call it or whatever however you want to shape it but the the amount of uh, profit that these firms are making yes. is enormous you can't even imagine you can't even imagine sometimes you say okay they'll make a couple of million right a couple of million maybe one or two billion right yeah. 23 billion pounds These guys are making And Shell This is BP isn't it yeah. Shell um, Reported I think it was last week or the, or the week before that I believe it was last week though That they They, they got a profit Of uh, The highest profit That they've ever got um, uh, Last year Which was about thirty thirty something 30 something billion um, I think it was dollars or pounds. I, was, I
1: think yes. even in these economic crises, um, these times, the rich just get, they get richer because they, yeah, yeah they, and they, they, they they're the thing from. that that are owning everything. So they are, they are <laughs> profiting from everything that's going on in in, that, in this world. Yeah,
0: they're, they're profiting uh, from the, from this as well. And it's you know it's it, it puts you in the position or it makes you think that you know was there even a need then for 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 the for the for the for fuel prices to go up mm. what's the need what's the need for that petrol right now in some places and some petrol pumps is 1149 yeah yeah
1: 148149 one eight, yeah. eight, one yeah. in some places as well and diesel, diesel is just 168 168 yeah, yeah.
0: 169 yeah. one in some places uh, in which, some which, places we, which well. has
1: come down if, which has come past, down yeah. yeah
0: but i was reading uh, a news article I heard on the news as well that it's going to go a little bit up again Hmm. it's going to go a little, a little bit up again the prices are going to go a little bit up so um, so let's see let's see what happens let's see what happens as well uh, it is like I said it, it is a difficult situ- situation I think that it's we just
1: are not in. the just a few prices everything in general your hmm. milk to your eggs to everything everything and, and there's a shortage of everything <laughs> as well the shortage of everything, even uh, eggs, eggs especially, eggs, yes. eggs especially. <laughs> even yesterday, it? I was uh, <laughs> while going home, I yeah. um, popped down to the shops to get some eggs, and there was nothing. They, they said I actually asked the um, the worker over there yeah. if there was some at the back, and they said that everything um, goes finished. by twelve by twelve, o'clock yeah, by 12 yeah. o'clock. yeah, So everything is finished. Eggs, especially.
0: Yeah, yeah. That, I mean that's the thing. And sometimes when you when you go to the shop sometimes you would see on a normal day right your normal day because people are you know more woke yeah. and people use people use more free range eggs or <laughs> organic eggs but sometimes yeah you know the, the other eggs like the normal the ones that aren't free range yeah, and the yeah. ones that aren't the organic cheaper the cheaper <laughs> ones sometimes you will see that they they remain yeah, not yeah, that yeah. many people get get that unless if you have to if you have to bake or something. Yeah. But these days, <laughs> even they have <laughs> worked. They're finished. They're finished. Nothing is. Uh, left. The, you know, there's nothing. There's nothing left as all. Well. You have to be. You have to be very lucky, yeah. or you need to go to a big sh- uh, superstore as well. Nothing go yeah, early, early in the morning. And then early in you might the morning. Better luck. Uh, but it's that's the thing. It's not just for. It's not. I mean, there is for 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 eggs, which is quite noticeable. Mm. But even for other things, you know, th- there is a shortage you know on on bread as well bread goes out really quickly yeah. bread goes out really quickly and uh, and other you know other bakery products um uh, or dairy products uh, as well but uh, you know that that's the thing isn't it when there's a shortage of things of products of goods but also on the other hand they're more expensive than they used to yeah, be yeah. as well. Yeah,
1: the price goes up. The prices goes yeah.
0: up as well. So it's it's a double you know it's a double whammy. You have to look at both both sides as well. It's not just you know you have to get it mm. in the first place, yeah. but you have to pay for it as well. And it, I mean and then the prices up. Yeah. Prices are prices are quite quite high as well. Yeah, I remember you know back in the days, or not just back in the days. A couple of years ago, right, four, five, six years ago, when we used to go shopping. Um, you know, the whole a whole trolley exactly. used to be a hundred pounds or yeah, something exactly. like that, okay. um, but now, now not even half of the trolley <laughs> yeah. is a hundred pounds, literally.
1: Even even um, literally. Yeah, if you go to these um, supermarkets, for for example, Audi Yeah. Um, for like twenty pound, yeah. you will fill up your bag. You fill uh, up yeah. the bag. And now yeah. for twenty pound, you're just getting the essentials like egg, bread, <laughs> milk, everything like that.
0: That's true. That's true. um so that's uh, you know that's that's <laughs> these are the um, these are the times that we are actually going through as well, and there's uh, in the other newspapers are reporting similar uh, similar news stories as well. The earthquake that hit Turkey and Syria are on the front of the eye uh, with the with the paper describing the face to, to find survivors as well. Um, they, are, they are also yeah.
1: saying that um, approximately the death toll may rise to 20,000 20,000
0: and Um, right now it's just under 9,000 yeah just under under 9,000 hopefully it
1: doesn't but um, yeah we should just keep them in our prayers
0: of course Rishi Sunak's uh, cabinet reshuffle is in the front of the Financial Times focusing on the on the the breakup of uh, of the business department uh, as well um so you know the, the, the financial times also describes the earthquake that hit turkey and syria as the biggest in 84 years um so that's quite uh, quite alarming quite alarming as well the times um is also reporting the the earthquake uh, the earthquake that hit syria and uh, and turkey as well um so this is you know obviously the main the main sort of uh, news which is happening which is happening, you know, which are which is happening around the the world. People are actually reporting around the world, I should say rather. And uh, it is, as we as we are saying, quite devastating uh, to hear to hear all of this as well. On a <coughs> on a on a lighter on a lighter note as well. Um, when we talk about uh, you know when you talk about sports, what's happening uh, what's happening in the in a, in the in Premier League? Um, who, who who do you think is going to win?
1: I'm 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 an Arsenal fan, so ah, I, I, yes. I, I hope Arsenal win. <laughs> and hopefully, Man City, as the allegations are, put, the allegations <laughs> put, are put, put around for them as well. Yeah, you never know. You never they they, know. they are saying that maybe um, the points will, yeah. be, them, will be deducted from them, or they could even be stripped off their um, titles that they've won in the previous years. Which uh, I'm that's not really. A, that's a bit. That's a bit harsh. Yeah, I think, I in my th- opinion,
0: I, that's a bit harsh.
1: So, uh, I I think the same also. Yeah. Because you know, if they if they've won
0: something, yeah. why why didn't they do something before? Isn't it? If they had a problem with it, yeah, it's just didn't they know before? Obviously, isn't it? You can't just to uh, take strip them off their title in that sense. I mean, I, th- I, and me personally, I think that's very yeah, very no. harsh. But, but I also I don't think, think it yeah, will
1: it will happen. I I, 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 don't, think I don't think that will yeah. I
0: don't think that will happen as well. But too much. Also, if they if they are talking about if it's allegedly they broke the financial rules. In My opinion, there's no point of giving them a fine because of if they're breaking financial rules, that means they, they have, have enough money. money yeah, so uh-huh. if they pay a fine, what's good? That's nothing mm. for them, that's trump change.
1: So I think deducting points is going to hurt them more. It's going to hurt them more, it's going to hurt them more. That would be
0: better for, for the gunners, <laughs> yeah. For the, for the Arsenal team, it would be better <laughs> for the enough. Arsenal. <laughs> um, they're yeah. just
1: five points behind, and hopefully.
0: Five points behind, but they still got a game in hand, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So you never know. It I did. mean, both of them did lose mm. on on the weekend, so yeah, yeah. So it, which, it, which worked out? Which for Arsenal, worked yeah. out, which worked out for us <laughs> yeah. as well. But you know, Man U are actually coming uh, are coming <laughs> up yeah. as well. Manchester United they they have forty form. forty two points with 21, uh, 21 games in uh, hand as well. Mm. So that's just three points behind Manchester uh, Man City. But yeah. there was a speculation about Erling Haaland, uh, how he might you know he's. He doesn't have good relations with uh, Pep, and um, how he, you know, they might, they might have a divorce. <laughs>
1: they might, you know, he might, he might leave, I'm, maybe I'm, I'm, I'm or don't, go on loan somewhere. I don't, I don't think he will leave, but um, mm. he's just having, a, I think, a rough period that every footballer has in their, a in, rough in, patch. yeah, in in their time. Um, but uh, what I did uh, hear was that Pep Guardiola was um, saying that if these allegations that are put on Man City yeah. are, uh, come to be true, yeah. he will leave. The club, next he, will the club. Yeah, he will leave the club so this will be
0: his final yeah final.
1: if they are true if they are if they yeah. are true so let's see how um, let's see this plays out
0: yeah absolutely absolutely um i mean arsenal and man city are going to play on wednesday the 15th yeah. so they, next week yeah, so they, next week they still so. have
1: two games, which, two games which potentially could decide it could be the decider yeah
0: it could be the decider but Arsenal still got a great game on the weekend yeah uh, i believe man city do as well and then uh, um this
1: weekend, Arsenal has two games, so yeah, it's a big week for them.
0: It's a big, it's a big week, uh, definitely as well. And also something which is obviously what every footballer <laughs> is waiting for as well—the Champions League. Yeah, that's, that's also going to be back next uh, next week as well. That's Milan are going to face uh, Tottenham, PSG against Bayern. That's going to be a match. Yeah, that's going to be a really that's good a match. match yeah. That's a big match as well. And then uh, you know, uh, in 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 of, of course, in the weeks to come as well, the the other matches. Uh, also, will be will be played as well. Liverpool and um, uh, Real Madrid. That's yeah. going to be. L- gonna be L-
1: Liverpool's being, not having a good. Uh, they not having a good season in, in yeah. this in, in the Premier League. <laughs> yeah. But I think somehow um, they always do well in the Champions League. Uh, I'm not too yeah. sure about this season. I'm,
0: I'm also a Madrid fan as always, well, isn't it? <laughs> so uh, you know, and last last um, last final, last Champions League yeah. final was Madrid and uh, Liverpool, isn't oh, it? Yeah. And uh, let's. Let's see, let's see, let's see what happens. Obviously, it is still uh, I mean it is the round of 16. Yeah. It's the first leg. Um so let's see, let's but, see what happens. But the Champions League is unpredictable, so the you Champions never League's know. Champions League is unpredictable, but uh, you know
1: how they say that Madrid are, you know, <laughs> the,
0: the other favorites as well, <laughs> Los Blancos. But let's see, let's see, let's see how it, how it happens as well on a, on a They're not,
1: they're not doing uh, very well domestically though. <laughs> ah, yeah. <laughs> they the, just the, they just lost to their rivals They Barcelona. lost
0: they lost to their rivals Barcelona. And uh, they lost. It was a cup match, I believe. It was it a was cup match. Fire. It was the final, final. You know, where, where they go to one, the, uh, they go to Saudi Arabia yeah, and they yeah, play yeah. over there as well. Uh, I, I believe it's Saudi Arabia. It's one of the one of the Middle Eastern countries, maybe Qatar or something. Yeah,
1: I think the final is out there.
0: And uh, yeah, but uh, you know, hopefully uh, Barcelona is at the top of La Liga. <laughs> but let's see, let's see um, how that how that plays out uh, as well. Um, we're going to be taking a very short break uh, now, um, and right after we come back from the break, we are going to be talking about, or going into our main, se- our, our main segment, our first main segment, which is about ATMs that dispense green fuel instead of money. It's going to be very interesting. Don't go anywhere. I will be back uh, in just uh, in just a moment's time.
1: Allah. Allah.
2: You're listening to The Voice of Islam Radio. Broadcasting on DAB and via the internet 24 hours a day. Writings of the Promised Messiah,
3: alayhi salam. Illness means the condition when the body does not function normally, and health is the condition when all natural matters function in the proper way. The moving away of a hand or foot or any other limb from its proper position causes pain, and if this condition persists for a time, not only the affected limb becomes useless, but it begins to affect other limbs also. The same is the case with the soul. When a person moves away from God, who is the true source of his life, and departs from the religion of nature, he is involved in suffering, and if his heart is not dead and retains its feeling. He feels the torment keenly. If this condition is not reformed, there is an apprehension that all spiritual faculties might gradually become useless and a severe torment might ensue. Thus no suffering comes from outside. All suffering is generated within a person.
4: Belief in God with His powers is the foremost essential condition of our movement. You should inculcate this belief in your hearts, giving to its implications and requirements which is the first and topmost priority over all
0: considerations of self, over its comforts and relationships.
4: By means of actions in the field of your daily life, with unflinching courage, you should show a steadfast loyalty in his way. Others in this world do
0: not give him preference over material means, and the support they hope to get form their friends and relations but do you give him the utmost priority so that in heaven you should come to be reckoned as his people assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu peace and blessings of allah be upon you all welcome back to the breakfast show here on the voice of islam radio as mentioned before the break as well that uh, we're going to, we're going to be going into our main uh, topics and uh, the first topic that we have for you this morning is uh, atm's that dispense green fuel instead of uh, instead of money so that's uh that's quite interesting, isn't it and uh well, the gist of the story is that large blue boxes placed around uh in Nairobi Kenya um which look like cash ma- cash machines are not actually cash machines but rather they dispense clean cooking fuel instead of uh, instead of money so that's uh that's you know <laughs> it's interesting isn't <laughs> it's it? it's quite interesting it's never, quite interesting ne- never heard of this before I've never heard of this as well. Um, but you know, as I, I, you know, as mentioned, they look like cash machines, but instead of money, they dispense clean fuel, uh, cooking, uh, cooking fuel that's good for the environment and much safer to and uh, much safer to use as well. And that's happening in Nairobi, in in Kenya. Yeah.
1: Um. And apparently, it's yeah. helping to save a lot of lives. Um, yeah. Due to the um, the way it is, isn't it? the way yeah, it's
0: processed the, and the way you obviously you cook, you cook yeah. the food as well. And in Kenya, most yeah. people still cook their food over wood or charcoal. Isn't it?
1: Yeah, that's the reason. That's the reason. A lot of people are suffering from uh, health problems. And uh, you know, burning burning these uh, solid
0: fuels actually increases uh, air pollution due to smoke, which can cause, uh, as you mentioned, uh, health problems and obviously you know lung problems as well, respiratory infections and uh, these uh, this sort of thing as well. Because if you burn you know if you burn wood charcoal, you, you might get might get a good barbecue going yeah. but but it's you know if you do that on a daily yeah, basis
1: for a longer period you yeah. know
0: you know even in a barbecue sometimes you know when it's a bit it's mm-hmm. a bit smoky you can't you know you can't breathe properly in, in sometimes yeah. as well
1: i was watching a video about this actually um yeah. and um one of the one of the people from this place where they burn a lot of um, charcoal um they were having uh, a bit of a health problem yeah um and um, yeah they were yeah. having a bit of a health problem and they went to the doctors and they actually told that person to hmm. stop smoking right. uh, and, right. the, and the person said I, I've never smoked in, my life. <laughs> in my life right. how, how, how can you say this yeah Um. and then they realized it's because of the charcoal that they've been cooking with and that's affecting their lungs which is um over the period it's deteriorated now
0: that's interesting yeah. that's quite uh, that's quite interesting um let's speak to let's speak to our guest who's who's on the line with us Adam Wilson, who is a postdoctoral research fellow in uh, atmospheric science as well. peace be upon you. good morning and welcome to the show.
5: Hello, thank you for having me.
0: Thank you so much for for joining us. um in your opinion uh, what's, what, what how beneficial do you think uh, these ATMs are which actually dispense green fuel?
5: Well, so, so this story is happening in Kenya, I think it is. So yeah. this is a less developed country. Um, and so for the people over there, I think it's very beneficial. So because beforehand they were cooking with solid fuels, so wood, charcoal. And like you were just saying, that's really bad for your lungs. So if you... These, these fuels, which emit a lot of smoke, uh, you breathe that in, and if we've ever breathed in smoke before we start coughing, it's, it's really not good for our lungs. It's not good for your health. Um, so I think in terms of the air quality impact, uh, that's that's very that's very important, especially in a place where you're cooking indoors in an in an open environment, and you know your family is going to be breathing in those those particles, those smoke particles. Um, th- this can be a, a, a very good thing. Um, I think yeah. So the the other point is the sort of climate impact. So you know emission of CO2. Um, I think that would be that would be a more long term effect of this policy. But uh, no, I think it's 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 um, it's a step in the right direction, especially with people in, in countries like Kenya.
0: That's uh, quite interesting, Adam. Um, you talked about climate change resort. Well. Just talking a little bit more about that, because obviously that's you know a lot of people are concerned about that resort. Well. To what extent do you think that this project will actually impact on the effects of climate change? Would it be positive or not not that much of a difference?
5: So, I mean, this specific project, I think they've got like uh, a hundred, just over 100,000 people sort of signing up to this using these ATMs mm. uh, regularly. So in the grand scheme of things, this isn't going to impact the whole the whole climate um, as a whole. And also Kenya's only one country right. um, and that kind of thing. But um, yeah. it's a step in the right direction. So if you think about it, a lot of the less developed world is cooking with these bad, these sort of... Uh, solid fuels, which are bad for your your health, but also emits a lot of CO2. So if you start converting people to, you know, the, more, the cleaner side of things, then that, that would start to make an impact on, on CO2 emissions. But for the moment, it's not, but it's a step in the right direction, I think.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, and uh, Adam, as you are a researcher in atmospheric science, I wanted to ask you that, um, what other steps do you think that the government or other organisations um, can take to tackle climate change?
5: Yeah, so that's that's a huge question, actually. So um, I can't give you any specific answers to that, but the idea is that, especially for the less developed world, it's about educating people about their energy usage. So, you know, do you need to drive to this location or can you walk it, that kind of thing. Um, little things that you can do on an individual level is, is probably a good a good way to go. And it's going to be different for different countries. So, um, you know, what's, what's good for the UK, where we're looking at renewable energy and that kind of thing, you know, it's not really going to be a thing for Kenya at the moment just because they don't have the infrastructure to, to start doing this. Um, but the idea is is, is that, uh, you know, governments should, should look at their own situation and see where, where they can make the most impact. Um, so I can't be too specific about it because it's such a big question. But, uh, yeah, I think that's, my, that's sort of my opinion on it.
0: Very interesting. Uh, Adam, thank you so much for joining us this morning. It's been a pleasure uh, speaking that's to okay. you. That's okay. Have a good really? day.
5: Thank you. Thank you.
0: That was uh, Adam Wilson, <coughs> who is a postdoctoral research fellow in uh, atmospheric science as well. And yeah. quite interesting speaking to him, getting his uh, insight. In one the one of the that. points
1: that he mentioned actually was yeah. to tackle the climate change, was that um, people could maybe walk to work instead of driving. Um, mm. The head of the community, um, mm. the worldwide community, Ahmadiyya Muslim community, Hazrat Mizam Masroor Um, has also um, mentioned this. He's he's mentioned that fuel consumption should also be uh, reduced. Now, people have become so lazy that if they want to go from one place to the other place and the distance is only 100 yards or 200 yards, instead of walking to the place, they use their motorbike or car. Mm. And in this way, pollution is increasing. Um, there are so many other factors which are also causing pollution and climate change. So um, yeah, the worldwide head of the community has also mentioned mm. this point that Adam was um, telling us. Absolutely,
0: absolutely. Now, when we talk about when we talk about Kenya in 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 general and particularly, um, almost three hundred people die a week, um, uh, you know, from from household pollution. And then you can imagine, you know, the the poverty that they live in. I mean, it's a developing country as well, and uh, and for for this many people to die per week just because of uh, household pollution, is quite uh, is quite alarming as well. And supplying fuel to cities has led to massive deforestation, and uh, I mean it's a catastrophe for 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 the climate as well. The thing about deforestation is that when we when you sort of put when you when you when you chop down trees. And you don't plant new trees or more trees. That's when you know. That's when it becomes chaotic. Um, but you know, that's that's something to actually look into as well. And as you mentioned, His Holiness, the the worldwide head of the of the Ahmadiyya Muslim Community, Hazrat Mirza Masoor Ahmad, May Allah be his helper, talking about climate change, he said that climate change is a problem everywhere, all across the world, especially in the third world countries where the pollution is increasing disproportionately. To accommodate the increased pollution, nations are developing new residential areas. And because of this, forests are being cut. And this deforestation is a major cause of climate change. So you have to be very particular that whenever one tree is cut, two trees should be planted in return as well. And, you know, that's... I mean, that's a practical way to actually combat this as well.
1: Yeah. It's not, he, yeah. He, the, um, his holiness has also... Um, 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 spoke to the youth hmm. of the community and he's yeah. encouraged them to start a scheme for the plantation of trees in the forest and different areas. Yeah. So this is a very good um, advice that he's given the community and we should try to implement it.
0: You know, he's ta- he's spoken to um, the or he's instructed the, the women's aug- auxiliary organization of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community as well and they have also taken charge or, you know, they have you know they have they have their programs as well going into different places and planting trees as well so it's it's a very positive thing it's something that gives back to the gives back to society as well gives back to the world um some other some other statistics as well nairobi has installed 700 of the new fuel atms uh, and they dispense bioethanol a renewable energy source made uh made from sugarcane uh, switching from charcoal prevents five tons of of carbon dioxide pollution per year. Uh, so that's Great. you know it is these small things that can make a difference as well. And this is just one, this is just one city in a country, right? And across across the continent of Africa, if this is implemented, then that can actually make a positive difference as well. Because <coughs> just one city, <laughs> just one city, um, if you know if, if this if this is if this has been practiced in one city that's not going to make that much of a difference. But if the whole country or other neighboring countries or the whole continent is doing similar things, um, preventing you know air pollution as well as much as possible or reducing that as much as possible, then that can make a, a positive difference uh, as well. Last July, there were 42,000 cocoa users in Nairobi. Now there are 170,000 as well. So
1: Yeah, we can see like, we the can rapid see. growth of this... Exactly, um, and exactly. it will probably be um, mm-hmm. spread out throughout the country, throughout the continent. even. Yeah, exactly. Um,
0: uh, Zachary from uh, from Kenya says I like I like the I like the cocoa stove because number one, <coughs> it it cannot cause uh, any damage to the family, and two, it does not consume a lot of money. So that's uh, that's quite positive. Uh, as well, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, so the, there are these uh, good things which uh, you know, which uh, different industries are actually coming into and thinking of different ways, developing different ways to actually combat uh, air pollution and of of course climate climate change as well. And it's very important that we actually come come together in this.
1: Yeah, and support those that are in in need, um, because I think helping others is uh, the beautiful teaching of Islam. And the promised Messiah has also said that um, to fail to help a brother in their time of need or difficulty is utterly immoral mm. and wrong. Um, so, yeah, it doesn't matter what faith it is, what um, who the person is, we should help anyone possible.
0: Um, uh, he also, you know, the promised Messiah upon whom be peace, the founder of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, as he mentioned, that he did say to to, to help. Uh, you know, to fail to help a brother uh, in the time of difficulty is is utterly immoral, yeah. and uh, that is that is the basis of our teaching as well. And he further said that if a person did not have the material means to help someone struggling or facing any sort of difficulties as well, they should they should at least you know at the very least fervently pray for that yeah. person, as well from Allah the Almighty that or allow, remove their problems as well. If we if we're looking at you know the devastation of uh, you know because of the aftermath. Of the the earthquake in Syria, in Turkey as well If we can't physically do anything We can do our bit to to actually donate money if we can Mm. Donate anything else Mm. that we can provide for them as well Um, But if we don't have have that If we don't have that means Then of course we can pray for them as well, isn't it? And I
1: think think another benefit Mm. of uh, praying for others Mm. Which um, is that our own life is also prolonged yeah the, that's true yeah, yeah. the promised messiah has explained that um in the in the in the quran um the holy book um that if you do benefit others hmm. um your life is prolonged your yeah. life is prolonged as well yeah. and uh, that's uh, that, that's quite a
0: it's a blessing from God Almighty exactly. as well exactly um so when we when we help when we try our best to actually help those people who are in need that is when Allah the Almighty blesses us uh, even more, even more so. And and well. also
1: there's a narration of the Holy Prophet. Um, when, when when we pray for others, hmm. the angels at the same time are uh, praying for us. And yeah. they say, same for you. Same for you. Yeah. As well. yeah. So you are gaining from that prayer that you're praying for that individual. Hmm. Exactly. And and we know that angels' prayers are not rejected in the eyes of God. That's true. So we're That's benefiting true. in that sense. Very, well.
0: very beautifully, very beautifully uh, put there as well. Um so, if you have any, you know, anything that you would like to um, contribute to the show as well, the number to call in, as always, is 0208-687-7878. You can call us. The lines are open, as I mentioned before, as well, and uh, tell us anything that you, anyway, what do you think about this, um, you know, this renewable uh, or this uh, this this uh, way of uh, fueling as well, getting rid of uh, burning wood or charcoal as well, uh, solid fuels. Which actually increases the pollution, and uh, you know, uh, alternative ways actually to actually um, you know cook food, uh, essential things as well. As, you know, 300 people die a week uh, in Kenya from household pollution as well. So let's see what we can, what, what else we can do to try and reduce that, reduce that amount as well. We've got a brief audio clip that we want to uh, play for for you guys as well. How his holiness. Hazrat Mirza <laughs> <laughs> Masood May Allah His Helper, the fifth Caliph of the Ahmadiyya Muslim Community, the current head as well, uh, was asked. As you, as as you might already know, the impact of climate change has been felt, has uh, been felt throughout the world, and is getting severe more than ever. <coughs> so, the the person who is asking the question is that. So, my question is: is that, in your opinion, regarding the, what is your opinion regarding the current situation of climate change, and how can we, or what can we do, what should we do? to try and address this, uh, this pressing issue as well. Let's listen to what His, His, His Holiness uh, said of, in, in regards to this, the answer to this question.
2: As you might already know, the impact of climate change has been felt throughout the world, uh, and it's getting severe, more than ever. So my question is, what is your opinion regarding the current situation of, of the climate change? And how should we um, try to address the issue?
6: You see, this climate change problem is the issue everywhere all across the world. And especially in the third world countries where the population is increasing in numbers without any proportion. Just to accommodate this population, you are increasing your residential areas. And because of increasing the residential areas, you are cutting the forest. So this deforestation is also causing climate change. So whenever you cut any tree, you should plant two trees to replace that tree. And whenever your population is increasing, you should also increase in that area where there is already some clear area, not that you do deforestation. And apart from that, fuel consumption should also be reduced. Now we have become so lazy, that if we want to go from one place to the other place and the distance is only 100 yards or 200 yards, instead of walking to the place, we shall take our motorbike or the car to go to that place. Right? And in this way also you are polluting the atmosphere. And there are so many other factors which are causing pollution and climate change. Although we cannot say that Because of the fear of uh, climate change, we should not produce children or do family planning. No, but at the same time, we should plan in such a way that the forest should not be cut without any proportion. If you cut one tree, you plant two trees. Start new developments, residential developments in those areas which are near to the town and the, the big villages so that The forests are not disturbed and at the same time use less such type of vehicles which are being run by fuels and making pollution in the atmosphere. And apart from that, if God wishes that He has to reduce the population of this world, then the law of nature will also work. So, if you are using motorbike, don't use it too much. If you are using car, don't use it too much. Eh? It would be better if you walk even up to one mile distance. Doesn't matter, right? And also, Khudamul Emdiya and all should start a scheme for the plantation of the trees in the forests and in different areas, right? And in Indonesia also, because of the climate change, the level of the sea is increasing and Jakarta is now sinking. There are quite a number of places where your buildings even are sinking. And it is said that after some time, after a few years you would not be able to see Jakarta on the face of the earth. Eh? Right? It is not only because Indonesian people are not vigilant with regards to take my for the betterment of the climate, you see, it's a global issue. So in the North Pole, South Pole, everywhere this is happening. We can also pray and also try our best to reduce this climate change, right?
2: A new station, The Voice of Islam, with live discussions, religion and culture, understand the true teachings of Islam with the Voice of Islam.
0: So that was His Holiness, uh, the fifth Caliph of the Ahmadiyya Muslim Community, telling us uh, telling us a little bit more how we can play our part in terms of uh, in terms of climate changes, or what positive things that we can do, proactive things that we can do, in terms of uh, curbing this uh, curbing this uh, problem of uh, of climate changes or climate change, global warming, whatever you want to call it. It is definitely a thing which is happening, and uh, we must uh, play our part uh, as well. And also, you know, on a not just on individual basis, but uh, as a as a community, yeah. uh, we can you know we can we can po- have a you know have make a positive impact. And if we come, to, to
1: to, uh, everyone comes together, then it's going to yeah. have a bigger impact. Exactly. If an, if a person does it individually, it's yeah. not going to have as big of an impact as in mm. when you come together. It's
0: like it's like recycling, isn't it? If if I mean if 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 one household is recycling, yeah. But the whole street is not, or the mm-hmm. whole town is not, then it's not going to make that much of a difference exactly. it's not even a drop in the ocean yeah. if you think about it so if like you mentioned if everyone comes together if the whole community comes together if the whole nation comes together mm, and that, governments come together that's as well. a
1: beautiful teaching of Islam as well because it promotes unity Yeah, and when everyone yeah. comes together everything happens um, in, in a harmony, swift, yeah, yeah. in a swift way in harmony and um, everything is done properly yes
0: exactly exactly so this is uh, these are some things that we uh, that we do like to talk about as well and Islam Islam teaches uh, to be uh, to be proactive as well um, Islam provides you know pr- provides you the solution if something happens how do you react to that Islam provides a solution to all the problems but it is also preactive as well that be- before the problem even arises it, nip- it nips it in the bud as well so Islam, te- uh, the teachings of Islam are so be- beautiful and so universal for every single problem that we may be facing that, And, 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 you know, and th- any
1: single problem that will arise in the future Yeah,
0: exactly, exactly So it is something that we can actually look into as well and ponder over uh, as well Islam teaches us to take care of the, of the environment, of our surroundings uh, Make sure everything is clean, everything is uh, neat and tidy and also, everything that everything is in shape, everything is in check. So, Islam promotes this as always. Well. But you know that one of the teachings of Islam, of, in fact, the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, said that cleanliness is a part of faith, and cleanliness is half, half of faith as well. In another narration. So these things are very, are very, very much uh, important as well that we actually look into these things from a deeper, on a deeper level uh, as well. We're coming towards the end of uh, the first hour of the show. Um, after the news break, we're going to be going into our next topic, our next segment, which is uh, uh, the second segment for this uh, this morning show. Can we live in a society with a fairer economic system as well? That's a, that's a question, a very bold question that we're asking you. Zero two zero eight six eight seven seven eight seven eight is the number for you to call. Give us a call as the lines are open. But right now we're going to go into our news break and we'll come back and talk a little bit more about this segment as well.
2: You're listening to The Voice of Islam Radio broadcasting on DAB and via the internet 24 hours a day.
0: Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Peace and blessings of Allah be upon you all. Welcome back to the breakfast show here on The Voice of Islam Radio. Um, as mentioned before the break that in this part of the show we're going to be talking about our next uh, our next segment which is uh, can we live can we live in a society with a fairer economic system uh, as well? So that's uh, quite an interesting, an interesting question. If you want to voice your opinion, the number to call in uh, is zero two zero eight six eight seven seven eight seven eight. So there's an, there's an article um, that we you know that we actually went through as well um, from a, from a lot of different uh, a lot of different uh, websites. Um, well, it says that the, the, the good ancestor movement is a, is a small but significant organization uh, within the world's uh, um, unimaginably wealth. And that is, quite, that is quite true as well. This this movement, um, you know, it's, it's you know, from the positive, isn't it? From the positive, yeah. new, from positive new society. And that's where, that's where we got it from. And this movement was actually started by Stephanie uh, Broby, a 36-year-old farmer. Uh, oh, sorry, former city lawyer who actually, who actually spent 10 years advising the, the, the mega wealthy on becoming even more wealthy. How wealthy do they need to be, isn't it? That's um, what we were talking um, about before. That's what before, we were talking about before, yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. And uh, this actually ended as a result of a uh, of a chance uh, conversation with a friend leading to Stephanie's awakening as well. and so on. They discussed uh, the statistics that the UK now has more food banks then uh, McDonald's uh, McDonald's as well mm-hmm. so it's uh, a, it's interesting that's isn't
1: a lot it of food banks yeah now and yeah she actually started launching the UK's first advisory firm hmm. that helps wealthy people redistribute their money right um and build a fairer economic system yeah this um, basically reminds me of a system in Islam which is um, similar to uh, this is similar to the system in Islam which is zakat yeah. zakat yeah as in the money is taken from the rich and distributed to the poor, yeah. so we can have a fair um, and economic system, and mm-hmm. uh, the 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 poor people in the community are looked out for and looked after.
0: Exactly, and you know, you know, the the actual terminology or the way that you know Islam actually says this as well, or gives this uh, injunction, is that it, it the money has been taken from or is taken from the 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 the, the wealthy, the rich, and it is returned to the poor as well exactly. and return and that's important as well because it's the money that should be circulated anyway. Yep. It's not just money that should be kept in the banks or kept at home, um, you know, and and not, not, not used. And, and it's
1: not money that uh, you just take off the rich. It's actually yeah. their savings. Actually their so savings So that's that money that they have, they, mm. they're not using anyway They're not using it anyway. So the, what Islam teaches is that money needs to be circulated.
0: The money needs so to be circulated, the yeah. is yeah. So the poor the poor yeah. people in society are actually helped as well. And this is how a a a fairer, more just um, uh, society. Sort of society, yeah. yeah, exactly. Society can actually be made as well. Now, the reason why this is important is because there's so much disparity. There's so much uh, differences uh, as well. I mean, we you look at the margins. The poor people are, you know, getting getting poorer and poorer, and the richer people are getting richer and richer day by day as well. And, you know, some e- economists are actually saying that when it, you know, the, the, the middle class, that category is actually becoming less and less as all well day, day by day um, because of the disproportion in, in the two ends of the spectrum as well. Let's speak, to, uh, let's speak to our guest who is on the line with us, Dr. Dabir Elai, who is a professor of uh, economics at uh, Richmond University. Peace be upon you. Good morning and welcome to the show, doctor.
4: Thank you. Good morning to you. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much for, for joining us and speaking to us as well. And just to begin with, is there is there any way the, the wealthy can actually redistribute their wealth to build a more just economic system? Mm.
4: Good question and an important one. Um, of course, there are ways. Uh, some extremely wealthy individuals already make substantial amounts of Voluntary giving, philanthropic giving is quite significant in in the West. But um, the trouble with that kind of an approach to trying to create a fairer system
7: Hmm.
4: is that it's voluntary. So um, the the good work that's done by some of the biggest names out there, people like uh, household names like Bill Gates, like uh, Warren Buffett, etc., uh, is that uh, the, the, these are individuals. It's not the, the kind of charitable work, philanthropic work that, that they, they generate is uh, not necessarily seen in it as a systematic approach to dealing with issues of poverty. Hmm. Once these individuals disappear, maybe their legacy will continue and the uh, foundations will continue to do the good work that they've started. We, we need other approaches uh, really uh, and I think this is where governments come in you know governments have have a responsibility to to make sure that those who are poor sick vulnerable um, they receive the right kinds of uh, protection um, that the wealthy do have a responsibility of course uh, but left to their own devices uh, how many will choose to part with, with their wealth in order to create uh, a greater sense of fairness within the societies they, they live in, hmm. is, is uh, anyone's guess. Uh, not everyone is a Bill Gates, not everyone has that vision, not everyone is a Warren Buffett, who chooses to donate billions of dollars worth of, of his assets to good causes, fight malaria or, or other good causes, AIDS or, or, or what have you. So we do need government intervention in order to make a kind of a full-on systematic uh, tackling of the problem of poverty. Um, so vulnerability is, is, is a difficult problem and it manifests itself in many different ways and you need a kind of an institutional approach Mm. i would say to 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 deal with those issues really it is governments that hold all the tools really Um, tax and spending are are those tools fiscal policy is fiscal measures is only available to governments i can't tax my neighbor but a government can if my neighbor was super wealthy then uh, uh, without government intervention through the imposition of appropriate types of taxation then that individual's contribution to uh, helping to eradicate injustice poverty etc would, would 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 not 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 be captured
7: hmm.
4: so I would say government intervention is really at, at, at the core and at the heart of, of the Range of uh, approaches that are that are out there, especially when you hear. I mean, the last few days we've been hearing about huge levels of profits generated by some of the world's largest oil companies. I'm sure you've heard of Shell and BP's profit levels yeah. being stratospheric. I mean, um, that that doesn't seem to be fair. Um, governments are, are are the bodies that that can. Um, address these kinds of issues. I mean, the, the the oil company profits is a little bit controversial, in the sense that, many, for example, BP is a global corporation, so not all of its profits are generated in in the UK. Same is true of Shell. But I, I still think governments can do a lot more than uh, than what they've done uh, in, in recent years to. Try and engage in a real, significant program of redistribution of wealth. Um, so I think that. that sorry, that was a long answer, but but a kind of a short answer to your question is: yes, it is possible to engage in some kind of a redistribution right. from those magnificent, fabulous levels of wealth in order to create a fairer system. The, the trick is how you do it in order to. Uh, make it work and, and make it effective
1: Right, right um, that's very nicely put um, Dr. Dabir Um as you uh, are um, you've conducted research on development and poverty I wanted to ask um, how is poverty actually affecting the people in the UK, is it just a rumour or are there any statistics to support this?
4: Yes, well, poverty, of course, it affects people in so many different ways in terms of the choices before them. uh, Poverty affects where one lives. It it affects uh, one's health, one's access to services. It affects um, uh, how how you um, help your um, children in order to Attend school and remain at school. It 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 uh, has lots of uh, very important and very you know significant implications. Um, and of course, in the UK, I'm not sure whether you, you you or your listeners are aware, but poverty tends to affect certain groups far far more than than others. There's been some research carried out. Um, there, there are lots of organisations in the UK that. Devote a lot of energy to trying to understand and explain and find solutions. Uh, Joseph Roundtree Foundation, the Resolution Foundation, are just two. They they do almost nothing else but to try and understand where poverty comes from, who who is the poor, and, and how they may be helped. Um, an interesting finding that 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 is not always reported as, as much as. I think it should, is that the characteristics of poverty uh, are are affected by by a number of very clear uh, metrics that are out there that we have. So age, uh, things like one's ethnicity, um, the geographic location where one is, one's health, if it's a pensioner or a working age, the type of accommodation one has these elements feed into poverty and of course poverty affects many of those uh, metrics as well poverty doesn't obviously affect one's age but age does affect one's whether one is uh, likely to be uh, become poor or, or not um, in the in, in the uk context uh, you don't want to be old you don't want to be uh, belonging to a member of an ethnic group you don't want to be in the northeast of the UK. You don't want to be uh, ill. You don't want to be female. You don't want to be a pensioner. And you don't want to be living in private rented accommodation. If, if you are doing any of those things, the chances of you uh, being poor is significantly higher than if, if those metrics, those characteristics, weren't present. But of course, we can't control all of these issues. You can't control your ethnicity, your age, the geography that you, you're born into and growing up in, whether you have a disability or not. You certainly can't control your your gender other than through through law. Um, you, you can't always control the type of accommodation you have available to you. So um, that's that, that's really very sad. I. I think you know um, uh, poverty would not be determined by these factors, but it seems that there are fairly strong correlations between whether an individual ends up being in poverty and and the elements that that that, that I just mentioned. Um, so, don't be old. Don't uh, don't be a disabled person. Don't be female. Uh, don't be a pensioner, Uh, you know, don't live in in the northeast of the UK. Uh, But that's just talk, right? These things happen to individuals and to people. So poverty really does affect individuals in in significant ways. It's it's mainly all about access to um, uh, choices, when you are poor, your choices become far more limited in every sphere, in your diet, in your accommodation, in your what you wear, where you go, how you travel, where you go to school, what career you end up with. It's only really exceptional situations where people who've had the worst of all those types of characteristics that manage to Get out of those uh, predicted situations. Otherwise, the norm unfortunately isn't very good, very attractive.
3: Yeah.
0: Well, uh, Doctor Dabir Allah, it's been you know quite interesting um, listening to listening to you as well and your thoughts uh, uh, as well. Thank you so much for your for your contribution. Uh, it's been it's been a pleasure speaking to you. Thank you so much sure. once again. Have a lovely day. Not
4: at all. Thank you for your call.
0: Thank you. Bye bye. That was uh, Dr. Uh, Dabir Ali, who's a professor of economics um, at the at the university in, uh, in Richmond, Richmond University. Um, we're going to be listening to another uh, an audio clip uh, now, which will uh, tell us a little bit more about uh, what Islam says in regards to in regards to the emulation or dissolution for the elimination of uh, of global poverty as well. Let's listen to that uh, uh, right now.
8: The next question. We have is from um, Abdullah Mahmoud Sai from Germany, and um, as a he speaks about the um, the issue or the you know the, the the great challenge society is facing in these days is of the of global poverty, and he speaks about the ways of eliminating it. So, from an Islamic perspective, what are the ways of eliminating uh, this issue of poverty? This is. Uh such an important issue because, again, recent movements and, and uh, protests around the world are based on this. In the U.S. we had this uh, whole movement uh, um, to take back, you know, the right that 90 percent or 99 percent or whatever, you know, figure you want to quote, uh, has over the rest who control all of the resources in a society. As, as, resourceful as it may be in the USA, still there are so many who feel that they are not having access to, to these resources. And then, what is it that the 10% of the whole world controls over 90% of the resources? And it's just unbelievable, and the imbalance that's there. So how would Islam approach it? The rich feel as if once you begin taxing them, this is unjust because they earned it. They deserve to, you know, enjoy the, you know, the benefits of their labors. What the rich don't realize is their labors were on the blood, sweat, and tears of those poor people who worked for them, who toiled for them, who labored for them in their factories and their farms, mm-hmm. and you know, and in all of their, you know, facilities. So this is where everyone is supposed to get their due share. And uh, Islam speaks of this issue of, you know, Equal distribution. We talked about this in the past as well. Uh, It doesn't mean that it is a social system that there's no incentive for you to go and, and earn and to gain benefit from your talents and your skills. That's allowed. But the system has a measure to ensure wealth continues to flow in society. So the image we always get, I I love the the image of the fourth Kalipa used to talk about, it's like a boat, you know, the boat goes along, and it has all these resources in it, but then there has to be something that the the things inside the boat keep coming out and keep getting distributed. So you have these little measures to put holes in the boat. I don't want to sink the boat, but you want some things to come out of it. Hmm? And even that helps, because if the boat gets overburdened with too much, it will sink as well. So both ways, it's helping the people in the boat and uh, in, in this sense we have the system of zakat this is the first and foremost principle it is next to prayer mentioned throughout the Quran that uh, you are to you are to observe prayer and to give zakat why are these two things so linked? one is a relation direct to God you are praying to God the other is related to God's creation zakat and it's a vast subject. People think it's just about money. It means everything we have been given by God, whatever the gift we've been given, resource. It could be wealth, it could be land, it could be you know, you know, anything of talent, it could be our energies. We have to constantly share that. And in this sharing of these, these resources, on all this multifaceted level, society benefits. And slowly you begin to remove the poor. The poor in the early Muslim era was, was you know, very extreme. They were some of the poorest and most backward nations you can think of, the Arabs. And yet it reached a point after a few centuries in Muslim Spain where there was so much wealth, they said, they didn't know what to do with it. There was no poor to give it to. So they began decorating these mosques. If you see the mosques in Spain, they're so beautiful. Why did they do it? They had all this wealth they were collecting through the system of Islam. They had no one to distribute it to because they had eliminated basically poverty. So they began beautifying God's house. Okay, no worry about man, let's just please God. Now you don't make it beautiful, beautiful, large, palatial type of uh, places to worship. And uh, that's possible if you adopt this system. Um, I mean, this is the basic principle. Beyond that, I think the overriding, or or let's say the underlying uh, motive is, you do it for the sake of God Almighty. And you know. I think we mentioned this over and over again. A society that removes God from the equation eventually becomes very vicious in its nature. And the, you know, the humanist concept that we, are, we can do this without God and we'll have justice, no, that has failed over and over again. You know, recent communist Russia and these places, they are classic examples. Slowly but surely, the nature of man his greed and this nature of man to be self-centered and selfish, it overpowers his desire to help the other. And so it's a higher level that one has to rise to, to really be uh, uh, conscious of fellow suffering and fellow humanity and to provide for them. So this comes to a society where it's based on, uh, first and foremost, the true faith in God and true belief in God and society attempts to adopt the attributes of God and one of the ones that we've mentioned already on, on this program is grace it's surprising that in the Quran when God says to adopt my attribute he says "Ibadu Rahman you become servants of the gracious God why this attribute is mentioned is so important it comes to poverty and all these issues God's grace is Rahman is that attribute that doesn't discriminate whether one believes or doesn't believe in him. Whether one is of one category, high, low, whatever, doesn't matter. It doesn't even discriminate based on whether you are human or non-human. Grace is for everyone and everything. Like we say, rain falls on the the sinner as well as it falls on the saint. That's grace. And so God is saying to us, adopt this attribute first and foremost, and then the rest will flow from that. You'll begin to create a society based on graciousness and based on liberal provision for all people that will move these things but if you don't then you fall to the other part and there's a very slight difference The, the Rahman you add a little dot to it it becomes Rajam and the word Rajam in Arabic means rejected the accursed one so a very slight difference in society by a slight measure one dot and you can say an Arabic word from Rahman to Rajam you go from a gracious society to a very cursed one, a very difficult one to live in. And that's what we see in most cases now, that uh, these societies that have gone away from God's teachings, because they're, they're in the Bible, they're in the Torah, they're in all scriptures, to take care of the needy, provide for them out of a sign of your love of God. <clears throat> Once that's moved away from it, it, becomes material, it becomes capital in nature, it becomes all about the self-centered nature, society suffers. So to me this is the first step in terms of how to change a society that's you know struggling with poverty. Bring back the quality of graciousness.
2: you're listening to the voice of islam radio broadcasting on DAB and via the internet 24 hours a day
0: assalamu alaikum rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu peace and blessings of allah be upon you all welcome back to the breakfast show here on the voice of islam radio um we've spoken about two uh, topics uh, so far on the show as all well, which have been you know quite interesting um, uh, as well, and uh, different ways in which we can actually combat the different problems, the different crises that we are facing uh, in the world today, as well. One in relation to you know global warming or climate change, and uh, you know other sources of energy that we can actually use, and also in terms of uh, the economic system as well. Um, to um, a little bit uh, a, a lighter a lighter note as well, we're going to be talking about intermittent fasting. Uh, in this part, in this part of the show, and they will be discussing the research conducted on uh, on this particular type of fasting as part of celebrating National Hot Breakfast Month. Uh,
1: so this is uh, you know this is quite interesting as well. Um, um, a lot, yeah, yeah a lot of people they tend mm. to um, do intermittent fasting to sometimes lose weight. Mm. I know a lot of people that they they say they don't eat after eight o'clock and then the next day they will be eating around um, three o'clock. They say there's a lot yeah. of benefits in it. A lot of my friends do it and they have... Well, I've seen them um, lose a lot of weight as well. So... But I'm not too sure. Hmm. Um, I'm sure these... About the...
0: You know, these, how how it actually comes into play as well. Yeah. you know? Because, you know, there are some people when they... When they want to... When they diet, they, they just completely... Don't go near food. They, they yeah. just don't have food. Yeah. They don't have anything. Literally. But that, you know, I think they, doctors they, they, say that that's actually quite bad for them.
1: Yeah, but there's something um, called as a water fast as well, where they only drink water. Water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. During yeah, that yeah. period, nothing yeah. else. Um, yeah. And you can you, you can sometimes see that they're dehydrated even if they're water fasting. <laughs> yeah. Um, the thing is is that you know if
0: there are people who who want to who want to diet um because of various different things. Maybe they want to lose weight, maybe they want to get a little bit more healthy. Mm-hmm. Um or maybe they want to, you know, reduce their, you know, their their intake in food or whatever. They want to cut down a particular type of food as well. Um so, so you know, so they'll fast because they don't want to have junk food yeah. anymore or something like that. Um but it's important to actually, you know, to 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 have a food time, you know, before and after That particular fast as well, such as you know, we have in the month of Ramadan for Muslims as well. That before before sunrise, we you know we keep the fast. uh, We have the intention. We keep the we keep the fast, and then you know when when it's sunset, when the sun actually sets, when it goes down, then we break the fast as well. So during the daylight hours, uh, we fast. We don't have any sort of food. Not we even don't have water. Not yeah. even water. Exactly. Yeah. We don't have water some. Some as well. people are
1: actually surprised when some people <laughs> when yeah. you speak to them and then they ask, "Oh, you can't oh, you can't, you you can't can have even water have water as
0: yeah. And it's uh, it's not just water as well. You know, some you know in some fasting such as intermittent fasting as well, there is this uh, you know you, you can have water as well, I believe, yeah, yeah. and you can have um, uh, green tea as well. Yeah. So you can have kahwa or mm, green yeah. tea and th- these But kind the thing of is,
1: th- they are doing it for a different purpose. They're doing and, it for a different yeah, purpose as well. What we're doing for is to for the pleasure of. God almighty of course yeah. of course so when so you know when we're fasting we're
0: specifically talking about in Islam fasting in the month of Ramadan is actually one of the one of the five pillars of Islam yeah. and when we fast um like you mentioned we're doing it for the pleasure of God with for the pleasure of God Almighty to win uh his uh, his pleasure and when we so what I was saying before that before we actually keep the fast we actually eat something as well yeah so it's not just it's not just a fast that you say. Okay, you know what? That's it. I'm just going to keep the fast today. I'm not mm. eating, so I'm just mm. going to keep a fast. It's not like that. It's you have a meal before, before. you 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 actually keep the fast.
1: But obviously, if you yeah. can't wake up for that meal, yeah, yeah, that's then obviously there's another that's, that's, yeah, obviously, that's another topic. Yeah, that's
0: it. That's a whole different topic as yeah. well. But when we the the blessings uh, in that as well, yeah. um, are um enormous because you know the Holy Prophet of Islam, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, he actually said. To when you when you are keeping a fast and when you want to keep a fast, make sure you eat something uh, for that. Yeah. And if you eat something, f- uh, you know, before you keep the fast, there will be blessings in that as well. Yeah. So, do eat something, keep the fast, and then spe- specifically talking about Islam, when the sun sets, then we break the fast and then we can open up our fast and eat whatever you know, yeah. essentially what it, you what you want to.
1: The sla the fast in Islam. Um, basically shows us um, Mm. how the poor person who cannot um, afford food Mm. and who goes hungry throughout the day, how it actually feels, how the pangs of hunger actually feel. So we are um, more inclined towards these people and that's why we, in the month of Ramadan, we um, perform charity even more so we can help the the people that are suffering in the world. Mm. So... Exactly. fasting has a lot of other fasting has aspects has a lot of to it.
0: Benefits uh, as well, like like you mentioned, there's so many different things that we can actually reap for uh, from from fasting as well, the blessings of fasting as well. The promised Messiah, upon whom be peace, who is the founder of the Ahmadiyya Muslim Community, he has mentioned a lot about uh, fasting as well. In one place, he mentions that fasting is not merely staying hungry and thirsty rather its reality and its impact can only be gained through experience so someone doesn't know what fasting is someone doesn't, has, hasn't even fasted before wouldn't know, you know mm. the benefits of fasting as well so he says that it is human nature that the less one eats the more one's uh, spirit is purified thus his capacity for spiritual vis- visions increases now he also mentions that the will of God is to decrease one kind of sustenance and increase the other a person fasting should always be mindful that he that he is not just required is not just required to stay hungry. On the contrary, he should remain engaged in the remembrance of God, so that so that he can cut ties off the worldly desires and amuse and, and amusements, asunder, and is wholly devoted to God. Hence, the significance of fasting is that man gives up one kind of sustenance, which only nourishes the body. And uh, attains the other, which is a source of comfort and gratification for the soul as well, so like we, like we're talking about, like we're saying that it's not just about staying hungry or staying, staying thirsty it 's about winning the pleasure of uh, of God almighty isn't it
1: yeah that's very true and, and another occasion, um, the promised Messiah, uh, the founder of our community, has also mentioned that fasting is a shield mm. um, so the, so the day uh, so the day one of you fasts, he should not indulge in foul talk hmm. nor should he shout and if someone abuses him or fights with him um, he should simply say to him I am fasting hmm. um, and the Holy Prophet uh, peace and blessings we will love upon him has um, also mentioned this and that's where the teaching has come from of course of yeah. course now the so reason
0: the reason why you know we are you know talking about this as well is specifically from an Islamic uh, perspective as well because Fasting, you know, when you talk about fasting in the month of Ramadan, that's also a form of intermittent fasting as well. Um, You know, we have the meal, then we keep the fast, then we break the fast as well uh, at a specific time as well. In Islam, it is the you know the as I mentioned before the daylight hours that we fast in, so before sunrise and uh, till till sunset as well. But intermittent fasting on a you know on on a you know on a on a different scale, um, like you mentioned, as always, you know, some people they say, okay, from from this time to this time, I'm not going to fast, and then after that, after the hour is done, then we can, you know, then we can keep the fast as well, or break the fast, or whatever the the timing that they have uh, that they have set for them as well. So it is quite interesting to get to you know to get other people's experiences in regards to in regards to this. Um, let's uh, let's speak to our guest who is on the line with us Dure Adan Tahir who is uh, who counsels in rehab and and, uh, and nutrition based in the UK and has worked in Nigeria uh, as well assalamu Alaikum peace be upon you good morning and welcome to the show
7: <laughs>
0: thank you so much for joining us um, can you please introduce uh, uh, to our listeners tell us uh, for the benefit of our listeners what yeah. Yeah, intermittent fasting is and how sort of uh, it, how, how it works
7: um, so in simple terms easily put it's an eating pattern which cycles between periods of fasting and eating so um, fasting being either eating completely nothing or having some food or drinks that are very low in calories um, there are a few different types so we have the most common and the most popular one is the 16 to 8 which means 16 hours fast and eight hours of eating. So that eight hours is your window of eating. So that's the most common one has been used on a daily basis. The second one is a 24-hour fast, which is done, so eating nothing for 24 hours twice a week. The Hmm. third one being five to two, meaning for two days now, you're going to eat calories as low as 500 to 600. These don't have to be consecutive days. And then the remaining five days, you can eat whatever you want. But the idea here is not only for weight loss <clears throat> so there are other benefits of this and mm. um, if we are looking at this in the aspect of weight loss the only way, way that you can you know, benefit from this is if there is a calorie deficit so it is a type of um, pattern or lifestyle where you do, you're not told what to eat but the times to which you should eat so you can eat what you want but again if you are junk eating or overeating you will not see the um, benefit you want to Hmm. And I know it has been overly popularized over the past few years, but it does go back ancient times when, obviously, the historic humans, they did not have, you know, supermarkets or bridges to, you know, store their food. So they would eat what they can, when they can, and then, you know, go days without food. So we can see that humans have evolved in a way that they can go days without eating. So it is an old concept, and again... It is a religious concept as well. So we know our Ramzan is coming in March as well. Hmm. So that's the same concept. So that's the overview of what intermittent fasting is, really.
0: Well, uh, thank you. Thank you for that um, that introduction as well. Now, w- what is the sort of uh, research which has been conducted on intermittent fasting? Does it, th- Is it promising? Does it actually work then for people who are
7: you know, so, doing this? um. The researches that have been done, again, they've been done more in the recent years. 2019, it was said that, um, you know, the conclusion was that intermittent fasting can help with obesity, um, inflammation, hypertension, um, insulin resistance. So these are some best benefits of it. In 2020, I presume, yeah, it was said that it is generally safe for you to do if you want to. But again, as every um, change in your pattern, you should, you know, contact your healthcare provider before having any significant changes Mm. so it has been shown that there are some benefits but again these researches have not been done most of them at least have not been done for more than a 12-month period so there is not a long-term effect seen in it so Mm. we can't say that it is a long-term benefit but yes it does have those previously listed benefits of helping so that is that in to the most recent one, they have a neuroscientist concluded that there is no difference between you know intermittent fasting and other weight loss regimens to lose weight. So it's all, all the same. It's um, so people have taken it as a magic potion that okay we can starve for so many hours and you know get the results, but it doesn't work like that. Mm. The research is, I would say, not as promising when you speak about it in long term.
1: Right. Right, right. Um, and for someone that's considering starting intermittent fasting, um, yeah. what would you um, advise them to keep in mind? What should they consider?
7: Um, so, first of all, again, contact your healthcare provider. They should be able to tell you if you are able to do it. There are a lot of um, apps these days that people rely on to, you know, start intermittent fasting. The best thing is contact your healthcare provider, a professional that can tell you whether you should or not. I'll just list out a few people that should not, you know, carry out intermittent fasting. That can help to rule it out. So people that are athletes shouldn't do this because that, you know, kind of disrupts their performance long term. So athletes should not do that and pregnant women, breastfeeding women should not because they need energy levels at all times. It's not just at specific amount of time. Elderly people, people with diabetes. And people that are vulnerable to or are already having an eating disorder and people that are underweight or Are just the right way they should you know not do this type of fasting
0: mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you for the Duraeddin uh, for you know, uh, Contributing to the show. Thank you so much once again and uh, have a lovely day. It was a pleasure
7: Jazakallah
0: for having me. You Jazakallah. too. Jazakallah. Well, it was- now the, 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 I mean, that was some uh, some more insight in regards to intermittent fasting yeah. as well, especially for those people who are maybe considering uh, intermittent fasting. What are the things to actually, uh, you know, look out look out for? And of course, you know, uh, pregnant women, breastfeeding women, um, elderly, you know, the sick, all of these things. I mean, all of these people, they shouldn't be. They shouldn't be. Uh, uh, fasting in this way especially in Islam Islam, that's the same thing that's the same teaching isn't it
1: Uh, obviously these um, people have researched into Mm, this topic right and then they've come to the conclusion that pregnant women and children they should not consider fasting but Islam um, a really long Period already oh, given, yeah, already, already had given. Had given, the, yeah.
0: And given the same teaching as well. Exactly. That's the thing, isn't it? Uh, when Islam has given us a teaching, now the research is catching up to those teachings yeah, yeah. Uh, as well. Instead, you know, instead of the other way around as yeah. well. This is why Islam, Islam is a religion for for everyone. Yeah. Um, you know, for not just every not just time, for you know yeah. for, for, for not just for that time, but for every time and for every people uh, as well. Um, in regards to in regards to uh, Ramadan or the blessed month of Ramadan and fasting in the month of Ramadan, as well, there's obviously so much that we can actually that we can actually talk about. But I think we'll save, you know, we'll save some things as well for the when when the actual month of Ramadan comes, as well. We'll talk a little bit more about uh, that as well. It's uh, you know it's going to start like I, like our guest uh, said as well that at the at the end of uh, March, um, you know, it's, it's going to start. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, we'll talk a little bit more about the blessings of the month of Ramadan then as well. But just to give a little flavor um, to our listeners as well, let's uh, let's listen to a brief audio clip which will tell us a little bit more uh, about this as well.
5: Perhaps if you could just briefly explain the concept of Ramadan and why Muslims partake in fasting and what its significance is.
9: Well, thank you very much indeed. As we've uh, rightly pointed out, uh, Ramadan is one of the five pillars of Islam, and it is so important because the Almighty says in the Holy Quran, uh, Fasten has been prescribed for you, Muslims, as it was prescribed for those before you, so that you they become righteous. So it means that first, it is not only the Muslims who have been asked to so fast, those religions before Islam, and their followers were also asked, you know, to observe fasting, and the purpose was it was going to make them righteous. So that is what tells you the full story of Ramadan, but I think what is happening is man is the center of the universe in the sense that he controls everything in the world, yet he hasn't control over himself. Mm -hmm. If, uh, you know, he's angry he He's ha- not able to control himself. He's not able to control his anger. He's not able to control his passion. He's not able to control his uh, desires. And if he has a habit which uh, he himself considers to be wrong, he hasn't got the willpower power to give it up. Mm-hmm. Now, in the month of Ramadan, you are made to go through this spiritual exercise as well as, of course, moral exercise so that you instill in yourself that uh, willpower that will enable you to have control over yourself. Whatever you think is wrong, you should be able to have the willpower to give it up. And uh, if you have passion, you have anger and so on, you must be able to give it up. And these are some of the things that will bring you closer <coughs> to the Almighty. And uh, because if you are going to exercise yourself for one whole month, 30 good days, in these exercises, then it is taken for granted that it will imbibe those qualities in you even after the month of Ramadan. And that brings you closer to the Almighty. It makes you a better, uh, more moral, as well as spiritual person. And then because of the fact that you yourself experience the pangs of hunger and thirst, you begin to feel for those who are hungry and thirsty. So in the long run, you have the uh, consciousness that it is important to go to the help of somebody who is hungry, it is good to feed the one who is hungry, it's good to give water to those who are thirsty, and the halves will have to share whatever they have or they have not. And in this way, we build a harmonious society, society of love and affection, and a society that will come together to develop a nation
8: or a So like
0: I said this is this was just a, you know, a small a, a little taste a little taste about, uh, about what fasting is the month of Ramadan as well and as I mentioned before that when the month of Ramadan actually comes we'll talk a little bit more about that the blessings of Ramadan how we actually fast as well what are the things to actually look out for who are those people who are exempt from uh, from fasting as well and we just spoke about that with our guest as well Duri Adin Tahir that uh, you know those people who are I mean, those women who are uh, who are pregnant, those women who are breastfeeding, elderly people as well, young people who are developing, you know, young kids, children, and, uh, you know, th- this sort of category, they, they are exempt or they shouldn't be doing uh, intermittent fasting as well. And the same rules apply to uh, the month of Ramadan as well. But like I mentioned, we'll talk about that when the time comes uh, as well. This is, uh, you know, these three topics that we spoke about today quite uh, very very interesting, and uh, you know that's uh, that sort of uh, actually you know brings us to a wrap or brings us to a conclusion to to our show for uh, for today as well. Any any last uh, words or any last remarks that you would like to share with our listeners, uh, Halim? Um
1: No, it's my, it's my pleasure being uh, on the show with you and. Yeah. Um, um, really interesting topics we yeah. discussed today, three, three segments that we, I mean,
0: we always have uh, you know interesting topics uh, mm-hmm. that we that we talk about, as well. and uh, next time as well, when we come back, we will have some interesting uh, topics as well that we will actually uh, talk uh, about as well. But the breakfast show is every weekdays from uh, seven o'clock to nine o'clock. Do tune in uh, tomorrow as well. But uh, uh, during the day, from four o'clock to six o'clock, we have the drive time show, which is also a, a live show as well, which you can actually talk about uh, as uh, you know, which you can actually tune into as well. Thank you to all of our producers and our researchers, uh, Nafisa Amini, Nahmood Sahar Tahir, and of course the researchers um, uh, as well, Adila Ambar. Mehrish uh, Dogar, Hania Yaqub, Khola Hashmi, Maharusha Ahmed and the tech uh, supporters all. Until next time, Assalamu Alaikum warahmatullah.